Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Bills season screeches to a halt in the divisional round. 27-10. Such like a boring score, and you just know it wasn't a good game when the score is 27-10. Buffalo Bills football Monday on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. On the West Her hotline now is Eric Wood. Eric, are are you shocked? by this game, by this outcome? I am shocked. And I knew it was obviously a a very talented, a very good team in the Bengals that the Bills were going up against. It was going to be tough to get a win in Orchard Park uh, yesterday, just regardless. But um, I was shocked by the performance on the field. I just thought that, you know, really it didn't feel like they were in it after the first couple drives of the game. And, And there were times where, where they flirted with getting back into the game. It just seemed like Cincinnati was just operating with so much ease out there offensively, and it was such a struggle for the Bills throughout the game offensively. And so, yes, I I was shocked, disappointed, and it's a tough day. And uh, we can kind of circle back if if we want to, but a lot to be proud of this season. The the adversity that this team faced and to win 13 games of the regular season, advance to the divisional round again this year, is is very impressive the consistency of this franchise the the continued trajectory of having one of the top stars in the league and josh allen and a very stable organization are all things to be encouraged by but nonetheless this is a very disappointing day eric seeing as how you mentioned the adversity they they endured here uh through the season here very early on let let's let's go let's go there uh here at the outset if that's okay with everyone um, we're hearing, you know, Matt Milano after the game yesterday, I think, said he felt like they were flat. Um, locker clean out today, Micah Hyde, who, of course, wasn't playing but was around the team, um, sort of had a similar sentiment, said, like, watching them during the week, observing them, even from, you know, the way he put it, I think, was from, from afar, um, was, like, that they that there wasn't a lot of gas in the tank. Roger Saffold echoed those sorts of comments. Um I know. What, what what do you want to do with that? Because I'm I'm um, I've been very respectful of what they went through, especially in light of what happened with Hamlin and how emotional that was. And I was worried about their mindset, like just being ready to go play football right up until the New England game started. 
and even even moving forward. So I I don't want to just blow that off as excuse making. What do you do with guys saying that they felt like everybody was out of gas? Yeah, I mean you have to take their word for it, and I mean I I don't blame them if they were out of gas. I mean you talk about all they've been through this year. I mean going into the Bengals game, they got stuck for Christmas in Chicago and couldn't get back with the storms. It just just a one week prior, I mean. There's just so much adversity that these guys face throughout the season. And then to be without Daquan Jones yesterday, Jordan Phillips playing with a torn rotator cuff, so not not himself out there. Obviously, Von Miller's not out there. Micah Hyde, I mean, you talk about the defense not playing their best yesterday. I mean, the amount of guys you were out yesterday, it's just it's been a tough season with all that they faced. And they still persevered. They still got on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, to to end it up until the Cincinnati game. So a lot of things to be proud of with this season. But it it seemed like that to me yesterday, too. And, you know, um, I I, I obviously was never a part of a season like this during my time in Buffalo. But I can't blame the guys for that. Now, I don't think that, you know, before the game, I was down on the field. The energy was there. It it wasn't like um, I was – concerned at all watching pregame warm-ups from 10 feet away from them the the energy was there the excitement was there the passion was there and but when things when things didn't go well early and um, I believe it was Josh Allen said it and I, I liked how he said this like energy comes from execution when you mm-hmm. can't execute it's not that you're not out there trying it's just not going to be as energetic you're not going to be <laughs> right. celebrating you're not having fun out there when you can't get anything going, when you start the game with back-to-back three and outs and Cincinnati only has one third down on their two touchdown drives. Yeah. Like I want to, you said you got to, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt when they talk like that. And so I, I guess, but I think it's sort of the game script too. Like you played, I would defer to you on this. There are times I think when in any sport you start the game and you are in trouble and you know it and the stakes are high, like in this game, and then that's when a team can really look because we had calls like this yesterday. We'll always get them when there's ever a loss. Like they didn't look right, and it's the Bengals who are jumping up and down, and it's their fans you hear in the crowd, and you don't see that from the Bills. Well, that makes sense. I'm not sure what you know the cause or the effect is. Like you get you get into this game, you know the Bengals are sharp, and they're beating you up front, Eric. That's what I don't have to tell you. That's what football players are always pointing to to sort of decide where where the energy lies or where the edge lies is line of scrimmage and this game it was kind of a mismatch it was and you know you talk about the injuries along the bills defensive line and that's that's a totally different ball game if you have your your cast that you brought in this offseason we talked about it last year i'm not hypercritical of many things even after last year when they lost that kansas city but one thing was not being able to to affect the other team's quarterback with a four-man pass rush. That's simply what you have to do. I mean, you're going against Burrow yesterday. He's got the number one quarterback rating in the NFL against the Blitz. So you can't simply bring exotic pressures or else you're going to get smoked. And the Bills couldn't generate pass rush with a four-man rush. And he's standing back there, and it makes it very easy to pick apart a secondary when, when you're sitting back there. And I understand the injuries played a part and played a major role in that. And you're going against backups um, there, but you know Burrow's getting rid of the ball quick, and they were efficient. And man, it was it was tough to watch. And then 
you know, uh, on the defensive line for the for the Bill or for the Bengals going against the Bills' offensive line. Once you get in a must-throw situation and you can't get in any type of rhythm, it's really tough on the offensive line. It simply is. Now, you know, you're going against DJ Reader, maybe the best nose guard. I'll say the best nose guard in football. Two high-motor defensive ends that are productive, and so, and so to me. Yeah, it was it was extremely disappointing. Yeah, you know, that, that, that not being able to get pressure, um, you 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 said it there. Like they're getting the ball out fast. So even even if I mean the Bills did not do a lot of winning um, up front, like their D ends, like you know, getting clean looks into the pocket. Even if they had that ball, was getting out of there most of the time. You know, before they'd even be able to get home, anyways. So. That to me, like, sort of calls into question. Like, once you see that happening, and given the conditions, like, I know you don't want to give up a big play. And this Bills defense has had a philosophy on how to play, and you know, it's largely it can be viewed, I think, maybe critically as passive. So, I've got a quarterback who's getting the ball out in two seconds. I, it doesn't matter if I win up front; I can't get home but I'm playing off too often. Like it all just doesn't add up to me, Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty slow to get to questioning play calling because there's so much that goes into it that, that is just not, you know, I don't have access to all the information I think to really want to say anything with authority, but I feel like adjusting to some of what was happening yesterday was called for and we didn't see it. Yeah, I'm with you. And we didn't see it early enough because after you saw the first drive, then you think, okay, well, let, let's get our hands on some of these receivers, try and affect the timing. And look, if they if they do beat us deep, so be it. You know, that's easy for us to say in this situation. But if they're going to beat us deep, fine. Let's make them do it. But we can't just simply let them have free releases. We can't give them all this easy access. And then there's two blown coverages on the two touchdowns to start the game. I mean, that's just it's, – it's unacceptable. And, and the coaches will tell you the same. Well, Eric, it's different from last year, I think, where we had just the fluky end of the fourth quarter in Kansas City, if you will. You know, it's not just dumb luck that that happened, but the way the Bills impressed, the way Allen played that day, and we go from 36 points in a playoff game loss, and we've got to change the overtime rules, so we had a chance to 10 points and, like, bigger questions. And plus, it's one more year, right? So... What do you want to do about it? Maybe is is it too fresh? Like we're talking if you know, if you don't know, we're talking and I mean we as fans and everybody a lot about Ken Dorsey, a lot about Leslie Frazier. I want to try to find the right notes here on a team that didn't get any farther along than last year and lost lost worse in this second round but also won 13 games. Right. Yeah, there's when you win 13 games there's not an overhaul that needs to happen whether that's players or coaches are you continuously trying to get better yes and there was staff changes there was personnel changes even though you know the bills likely should have won that game in kansas city last year and advanced on and how who knows how it all plays out from there if the bills are hosting in the afc championship game last year but there's still coaching changes made there's personnel uh within the team and and we'll see that and we'll kind of see what direction the bills want to go from here um, but I don't think there's any need for anything drastic to happen. But, you know, I think we can all sit here and say that the line of scrimmage was an issue this year, 
especially on the defensive line, once Von Miller went out, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, like that's an issue. You're not affecting the quarterback on a consistent enough basis. So do you get more exotic in scheme or, you know, you're, you're going to get healthier and you're bringing guys back, but you just got to be able to affect the other team's quarterback with your pass rush in the playoffs. And so that, that's got to be, that's got to be addressed. And then, I, you know, Jamison Crowder goes out with the injury early in the season, and maybe that was your your slot production answer. But Gabe Davis did not perform the way that we expected him to this year, especially with all the preseason hype around him. Isaiah McKenzie, you know, he was the MVP coming out of training camp that for BuffaloBills.com, and you know, those guys are young; they'll continue to develop. But surrounding Josh with a lot of talent during the prime of his career. It's got to be a top priority. And now that gets harder, <laughs> right? His cap number goes, you know, way up. Diggs' number's going way up. They got guys Knox. to pay. Not right. Yeah, Knox, Knox's new contract will hit. Um, so, like, I don't know. It just it seems like everything gets a lot more complicated. And, look, I McDermott was asked about the window, right, for this group. And, you know, I, I tend to feel like, as long as they've got Allen, they're, they're stable. You know, I, I think overall, like McDermott, you know, has done a lot of good things here. So I'm not, I'm not looking for a change there. Um, but the window for the Hyde, Poyer, Edmonds, like this group, I, I feel like we're 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 looking at it being over. Yeah, potentially, because I, I don't know if you have enough money where you could pay all those guys to come back again. You're right, and then it becomes. You know, are we going to address in free agency more the offense side of the ball, or is it going to be more draft? We've seen a ton of attention, especially early in the draft, go towards the defensive side of the football. Does that go more towards offense to surround Josh with more talent or offensive linemen, whatever it may be? So we'll see that approach from the organization. But similar to how Joe Burrow said, as long as I'm on the team, we were always in a Super Bowl window. I mm-hmm. feel the same about number 17 here. And also, it's encouraging that you're in a – system that you know buffalo is an attractive destination for free agents now it it not always was and so uh that that should help this kind of free agency season as well eric what do you make of stefan diggs for lack of a better word histrionics in this game and right from the first series when alan missed him deep you see him pointing we've seen plenty of that this year i don't think that has to be a bad thing alan sort of doing the same later on on a missed play and then, most of all, Diggs just sort of going off, it seemed, on the sideline, and Allen just burying his head, not even acknowledging it, at least for the part that we saw. Um, I, I don't. I, I think the, the benefit of the doubt here is earned and that, you know, guys get hot, and so I want to hang in there here. But do you think it's a bad sign anyway? Like, what? where are we at here? Yeah, I mean, this, kind of re- this reared its head multiple times this year where – you know, there was either some antics and Diggs got to either make an apology or explain himself on Mondays. And then it really reared its head yesterday during the game. And obviously with as many cameras as there are nowadays, you're, you, uh, if you're the star, if you're one of the stars of the team and you're going off like that, you're going to be right there on CBS, which it was yesterday. And so, you know, to me, that's, I want my players to have passion and, but Stephon Diggs got to just, that in a little bit and you know him and Josh by all indications are extremely close and I'm assuming Diggs feels comfortable you know pointing at Josh and 
you know, showing frustration, knowing that's not going to affect their relationship or affect Josh's game. But um, yeah. knowing Sean, it just – I can't imagine that he'd want that to persist moving forward. You know, Eric, like just to follow up on this, it's the third play of the game for the Bills on offense. They're down 7 nothing. There's pressure. It's the playoffs anyway. And Diggs is running his route. It's beautiful. He but he burns the guy and gets behind him deep down the left seam. Allen misses the throw, and Diggs turns right around and is pointing like he doesn't know what Allen's situation on that play was. What happened was Allen, you know, it's a miss is a miss, but he's under duress. He's moving to his left, and you know we're used to Allen making that throw accurately more often than not. But it's just so it was. I don't like that. I don't like saying it because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Most of it, ninety percent of it or more, we don't know. But really, like the third play of the game, you're pissed at your quarterback. It's awfully he quick to does, boil. He doesn't yeah. even know if Allen was hit on the throw. Right. I, I see your point there. And yeah, that. that come on. Right. That, like, come that, on. That, that, yeah. 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 I, I, I definitely see your point there. Okay. Definitely. Well, you look good on the. We saw you. On uh, the field, you mentioned being on the field for pregame, and there you are with Peyton Manning yucking it up, and Manning's got his kid there, and Allen comes over. That was probably a cool moment to be witness to. That that really was. Uh, honestly, I texted my wife right afterwards and told her what happened. I was pretty excited about it. I mean, I, I'm a fan of the NFL. Peyton Manning, uh, one of the greatest of all time, and just a superb person. It brought his son to the game. His son wanted to come see Josh Allen play out. I don't think Peyton would mind me sharing this. So Peyton's son wanted a Josh Allen jersey. And so Peyton, doing what he probably appreciated when others did when they wanted one of his jerseys, he personalized one of his jerseys, sent it in a FedEx with return shipping and everything else, and said, hey, if you don't mind, please sign a jersey for my son. You know, good luck this season, whatever it may be. Josh sends him back a game-worn jersey with the grass stains on it, signed – and personalized to his son, and his son wore the jersey to the game yesterday, still with the grass stains on it. And uh, so then Josh, understanding that his son wanted to come see him play, comes over pregame and says hi to him, which was really cool. Yeah, Gra- grass stains is nice. Oh, you can't you can't wash the jersey. That's right. <laughs> weren't they in Weren't they in Philadelphia Saturday night, and the kid had a Hertz jersey on? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so uh, him and Eli, and I believe their sons were in Philadelphia, and then Peyton and his son then came over to Buffalo for the game. Okay, wow. I love I love I love Peyton. You know, it's you know Eli's his uncle. The, the Eagles are playing the Giants, and there's, there's the kid with the Hertz jersey. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. I know it. Uh, kids, kids are funny in their loyalty. Like they, if someone's cool, they're gonna be attracted to them. Luckily. Our kids are brainwashed to be Bills fans, and uh, so so nice. they don't have much hope at this point. But they're only seven and five, so at some point, I don't want to see like a Jamar Chase jersey on my son or anything anytime soon. But you can you can bank on it. Like it's they're going to turn on you at some point, Eric. Right? Like right. that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. Unless like <laughs> uh, now, I will say this: like my son's man crush on Josh Allen will probably never stop. Uh, Josh made him a video for his birthday in January a few years ago. And because of COVID and everything else, Garrett hadn't been up to a game. We're on the field pregame for the Broncos game. So Josh isn't playing in the game, but he is kind of warming up with all the other guys. And he comes over and says hi to Garrett. And that just cemented it for a lot longer. 
Very good. So many stories I, like that about Alan. I don't think you need to worry as much about a Chase jersey. Your your bigger crisis, Eric, would be if one of your kids... Sh- Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum. Minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Showed up in a Nick Mangold jersey, I think. Then you got problems. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. And uh, I would actually approve of that. Uh, quick note on Nick Mangold, show if you'll appreciate this. He yes. just took his family on a one-day Disney trip. To ride Splash Mountain one last time because it's going out. I didn't know that. Really, it's uh, it's it's over for Splash Mountain. Hmm. It is. Uh, do some research on it. There's some uh, there's some context to it. And I'm not going to bring it up uh, on here, but <laughs> okay, um, I will. Uh, yeah. So so it's gonna it's gonna get. I don't know. This being torn down, but it's going to be a new ride. So Nick Mangold just took his family down there, and we were talking all this uh, bill stock for for Christmas. Garrett, not from Santa. This was from Dad. I uh, got the red Diggs jersey. So uh, right. we are Diggs fans at our house as well. Very good. What's next for you, Eric? What are you going to be doing here in the next while? Um. Well, I had plans to go to Atlanta. So this week I'll be able to go to basketball games. And uh, my daughter's cheering at a high school basketball game where they let the little girls do it this weekend. And then uh, next week I head down to Florida to play some golf. I always schedule that Pro Bowl week because regardless if the Bills are in it or not, I'll be free that week. And then I'll still be out for Super Bowl weekend doing some media stuff and networking and connecting with some buddies out in Phoenix. And then Good. enjoy some off season. Keep the uh, Center on Buffalo podcast rolling and the What's Next with Eric Wood podcast going and enjoying life. Sound like you'll be busy. Well, maybe if it's all right with you, we'll call you that Super Bowl week and uh, try to connect here. It's It'll be a, a bit interesting two weeks between now and then to sort of decompress and figure out. Maybe there'll be moves to talk about. Um, and you could just not pick up. So, uh, right. whatever. No. Like, it's up to you. It's up to no, you. let's do it for sure. And 
Yeah, it's um, you know, it's great to digest this game the day after the game, but I believe tomorrow will be Sean and Brandon's press conferences. Usually there's some substance that comes out of those. Um, and so you guys, at least for this week, remain to the playoffs and Super Bowl, you guys will have some good football content. You won't have to start breaking down like combine numbers or anything yet. <laughs> Not yet. You, you know Not us yet. so well. You know us so well. Sabres are going, Sabres are going for three in a row. Got to see Ryan Miller from town last weekend. Cool. Um, hopefully the Sabres can get it rolling again. Here we go. That transition, that annual transition into let's let's go. Hockey yeah. season for real. It happens. How many games out are they right now from the final playoff spot? Uh, I think it's five or six points behind the last wild card. I looked, I looked it's before five. the show, but I don't remember. Five. Okay. Five got points you, Not out. games, points. I apologize. That's right. And, they, and they've got games in hand on most of the teams they're battling with, um, if not right. the teams in the exact playoff spots. But Four so. on Washington. Washington is maybe the team to target. Nice. I took my buddies. We got we uh, we had a suite for the Sabers Wild game. I had twelve of us up there in a suite for that game, and that was half of their guys' first hockey game ever. And so they're all diehard Sabers fans. Right. When you win six five in overtime, you get the three on three action at the end. Now they're like they can't wait to go back up and go for some, go for another Sabers game. Right on. Now they're hooked. Eric. Yep. As always, for years, we thank you for all the time you've given us. Look forward to talking uh, Super Bowl week, and have a great offseason. Yeah, my pleasure. I look forward to this every week, honestly. I do a lot of media hits on Monday. and Generally, this is my last one, and it it usually puts me in a good mood before heading back uh, to the family. So, uh, Thank you. We'll talk soon. I was going to say have a great offseason, but we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Eric. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Safe travel. That's Eric Wood on the Western Hotline. His appearances all season long here on WGR have been brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Arthur Pressman, your DWI attorney. Arthur Pressman, your ticket to justice. Back to your phone calls after sports. 803-0550. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog Buffalo Bills football Monday on WGR. I talked to him last night, and um, he was just talking. He was, he was just asking the same questions, like how? You know, every year it's the same thing, like how, you know, you know what do we need to do? Same question you ask. You know, it's just like, I, I say, I don't know, bro. And and I asked the same to him, like, you know, what's, what do you think what's the, What do you think is the problem? I'm saying he'll give me his feedback, I'll give him my feedback. Isaiah McKenzie talking about how he spoke with Stephon Diggs every year. It's different, though. I mean, I don't know exactly what Diggs means or is thinking, of course, but this year's conversation is quite different than last year's was. Um, And it's a bigger, harder conversation this year. Fans are struggling, understandably, with a sudden end at home to the Bengals. Maybe it appears so is Stephon Diggs. Probably a lot of guys on that team are. Uh, but Diggs in particular, you know, he's going to be 30. He's been financially taken care of. You know, I mean, the Bills reacted to the marketplace last offseason. Um, but he he might feel like, you know, my, my, my window's closing. <laughs> you know, certainly the team's window is what we care the most about. But, you know, Diggs' best years, there might not be but one or two of those left. Right. Just before we get to calls, if any, I don't really need to say this, but I want to. If anybody needs a pick-me-up today, the end of the Dallas game, come <laughs> on. I could not stop is watching that. Is that the funniest 
worst play you've ever seen. Like, and it took where there was a review before that, right? Because of the Schultz right, play at the right. sideline, so it took forever. You're like, oh my god, this end this game, come on! And so it seemed like it took ten minutes to get that play set up to to run, and <laughs> it was just so bad. What are you even trying to accomplish there? <laughs> Both Elliot, who is snapping the ball, getting just flattened and the receiver as well as the balls just come they both end up in like the same position like they're just Just, like just lying in the grass at the park staring at the sky like what why me such little respect for it that san francisco is not like the bills would be 50 yards back (laughs) right everybody would be 50 yards back and he ends up getting incomplete like it's just a quick pass is incomplete on that play amazing Oh, I thought the guy caught it and got tackled. Oh, maybe he did. Maybe he I did. I think he caught it and he just got hammered right away, like, as soon as he got It was a good right. job to hold on to the ball, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, Turpin, maybe, did they throw to there? <laughs> yeah, I think that might be right. All right. Back to the phones. Neil is next. Hi, Neil. <clears throat> Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. The literal only good colonel I can say is that we're not the Dallas Cowboys. That's really all I can go for as far as positivity. But watching that last play where he just gets flattened like a pancake was, was glorious. On the Bills, you know, I have to be honest. I, I don't think we're as angry as we should be. I think we're frustrated and almost sort of forlorn, but there should be some real anger. And let me tell you why. This team was supposed to be a Super Bowl team this year. And outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what do we really have offensively? The answer is nothing. We have a bunch of receivers who really should be fourth on most depth charts. We have an offensive line, especially in the interior, where Josh Allen is running for their life and we can't run the football, and they're not that good. Um, Defensively, we have a front four that got humiliated and punked out at home by a backup offensive lineman on the Cincinnati Bengals who made them look like the biggest difference in the varsity and Pop Warner. It was embarrassing. We have good linebackers. Pretty good safeties, but as we saw, we can't handle big-time receivers like Jamar Chase with speed, and we just aren't. As we, we got by this season on smoke and mirrors, and the more I look at this coaching staff, I am convinced that this is the second coming of the Marty Schottenheimer year, a guy that will help you build a culture and get you to the playoffs, but he just plays conservatively in the playoffs and doesn't win. And this entire coaching staff has the Marty Schottenheimer vibe where they just get too conservative in the big game and they end up losing in part on their own lack of aggressiveness and scheming. And as a guy that buys tickets and a guy that goes to at least four or five Bills games every year, like most of you know Bills Mafia friends, Amanda and Jack, I say hello, this is unacceptable to have Ken Dorsey back as the offensive coordinator. How many times this year do you see a simple five-yard pitch and catch or a screenplay, or just something where Josh Allen doesn't have to play hero ball on every single play. And as you said in your open, everything needs to be on the table this year. And one of the things that has to be on the table at the absolute bare minimum is getting rid of Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier, who incidentally was a terrible head coach. And although he's been good, it's the same scenario. We have a Marty Schottenheimer system where we get conservative in the playoffs, and as a Bills fan who expected this team to get to the Super Bowl, it's not good enough. And as you said, okay. the window okay. is closing. Okay. And yes, we have Josh Allen. Okay. And Josh Allen is going to keep us. I agree with that. Okay. But we have and, and we but 
Okay. We have to stop with this notion that Josh Allen in and of himself fixes everything, solves everything, and smooths over the other flaws that this team has. Well, look, this notion that he fixes everything is not actual words that the people you're listening to are saying. What they're actually saying is he's great and he gives you Super Bowl hope, and that has not changed. Like he, that, is, that is still true. Bulldog has said a few times the right point, which is it's going to be harder to build a Super Bowl-caliber roster now because of money, and that's right. Like, I, Just the distortion for me is a little much. You want to mention Marty Schottenheimer? You know, it's reasonable enough right now, I think. That McDermott, again, was conservative. I think of him for the mechanics timeouts, punting, that kind of stuff, if not also defensive play calls. Boy, you have both yesterday. Again, you have both. You have wimpy kicks, and you have let's back up and just not that aggressive looking. You have 12 men on the field more than once. Like, just confusion, and it's bad. It's bad. Everything on the table. McDermott, for me, is not on the table. The coordinators are. That That's not breaking news, I think. That, that would be true. McDermott did say today he's not ready to talk about that. He's talking now. Um, but sure, like that that is being discussed. But like the Super Bowl hopes hinging on Allen was true, is true, will continue to be true. You didn't make it, you know, you got beat by another good team. There were always other good teams. So there. Yeah, I I I, I don't I before the caller unloaded all that, uh, there was like there was the the preamble. Part of the preamble, I, I believe, was we're not upset enough, right? Did he say something to that effect? I, I feel like he did. Um, I, I'll tell you, for, for me, and this came up with Eric, um, and and I, I'm I'm trying hard not to just focus on it entirely uh, because I, I I don't I don't I don't want to stall the conversation. Um, I am I am upset. I'm disappointed. Um, I want to talk about all the things that need to be changed. But if you're wondering why, what was the caller's name, Mike? Neil. Please. Neil. Why maybe I or you? Like, I'll speak for myself. Uh, why I don't sound more like Ken, like or Neil? Excuse me, like all, that fired up. It's because of the the overall here. Um, you know, we spent a couple of weeks talking about mental health and whether these guys were going to be able to get right to go play football. And I think what some guys said today, it sounds to me like maybe some of them never even got right to play football again, but they tried to power through it. And I had all the time you could possibly need in this job for that conversation while Hamlin was hospitalized in Cincinnati. And I think to ignore it now because we're mad that the team didn't make our dreams come true would be duplicitous. So, like, I I can only get to a certain level of frustration and anger about the result yesterday and still have a clear conscience about it because I I think they have been through a lot. And, yes, people that are far mentally tougher than me will want to tell you that they should stick that because they're pro football players and they got to figure out how to make it work. And I'm sure there are guys on the team that feel that way uh, about even their own teammates, perhaps. I shouldn't say I'm sure, perhaps. Um, They went through a lot. 
And, you know, if if I'm going to tell you I was worried about their mindset before the New England game and even asked Sal about it going into this game, to ignore it, I, I just I feel wouldn't be right. So it's tempering my level of, you know, burn it all because I, I, I'm not sure how, how – I don't, I don't feel comfortable screaming like that right now after what – We've all been through, and they specifically have been through. Reasonable to me. Not even yet three weeks ago. Right. Time out. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk some more, of course. Buffalo Bills football Monday right after this. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. Welcome back. Buffalo Bills football Monday. Season over. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. 803-0550. Open phones for you until 6 Eastern when Sal Capaccio joins us. Fills it fills us in on some of the post mortem, and eventually, you know how this goes. We start to look ahead. There'll be changes, players, coaches, maybe coaches first. No news on that front today. Sean McDermott said he thought it was too early to uh, to talk about whether there might be changes to the staff. Let's go back to the phones. Here's Rob with us. Hi, Rob. Hi. How you doing? Okay, Rob. Thanks for calling us. Hi, uh, I'm just calling to let you guys know how, how I get over these things. I watch haters like, you know, uh, Nick Wright and stuff like that. And he uh, brought up a very interesting statistic, which is true. If a quarterback and a and a uh, coach don't win a Super Bowl in their first five years throughout all of NFL history, they never have won one. And I'm the first person I've been saying it for a while. I'm, I don't think Sean McDermott's the guy. I personally think we need to cut in-house. We need to, there's two other Seans that are available, Sean McVay and Sean Payton, one being a very good offensive-minded coach. I think given our defenses in slumps and we clearly need a new offensive line, you know, things like what Nick Wright never brings up, which is that the Bills really have one of the worst offensive lines. I mean, you give us the Chiefs for the Bengals' offensive line, the whole story is different. But more of the story – I think Sean's got to go, and history shows that, unfortunately, chances are it's not going to happen with him as our head coach, and I think we need a more offensive-minded head coach. I have, I, to know, I have to know which of Sean McVay and Sean Payton you don't think is good on offense. Uh, I guess you're right. I just think Sean Payton is, is better. Okay. Personally. Just, okay. That's, that's, I guess, they're both good. But if I had to pick one of the coaches to be okay. just pure offensive mind, I'm picking yeah. Sean Payton. Got it. I think McVeigh is staying with the Rams anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah it, and if he isn't, he's like retiring. Like, I don't know where in what world Sean McVeigh is available. Peyton is, you know, on tour. Um, you're going to have to give up a first round pick, maybe more, to get Sean Peyton. So I don't know. Like <laughs> we, you know, the Bills are picking pretty low, uh, but still they have needs, obviously. So um, I, I mean, I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I I don't see that happening. I'm not here to advocate for it. I'm all ears on the coordinators. I mean, all ears. Br- bring bring me all the ideas. I, I'm I'm listening to everything, um, as far as coordinator positions go. But I don't I don't think, nor do I think, should the, the head coach of this team. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. 
Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. I, I think just like last year, I don't, I don't think it's changed. I think you would seem insane. I think the rest of the football world would find the Bills insane if they replaced Sean McDermott. 62-35. and 35. That includes Allen's rookie season. I mean, he's four and five in the playoffs. You're right. It's not five and zero oh or something, but I just think it would be insane. I do not think that is on the table. I do think there are hard questions to ask, and I think this thing about the the way in this game they weren't as glaring as they've been at other times. But what have we been saying for two or three off seasons? Don't turtle in the playoffs. You can't turtle, and they did a little bit yesterday. There were three kicks in this game that I thought were some amount of dubious. And so that's not great, but it's just not enough for me to even want to consider that if I'm Terry Pagula. Like, it's just, it's working, but you lost. And as for the fact, this this stat, I mean, haters, what a word. This stat that no quarterback and coach have won, well, it's a very, it's a league where changes are happening all the time. Forever there were, oh, no coaches won with two teams, or no team has won four or five or six, or no dome teams have ever won. That, those things all happen. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. I mean, it's it just doesn't mean that. And that's how I look at it. I'm not making that move with or without the statistic, and when you give me the statistic, I'm dismissing it. 803-0550 for your calls. Back after sports, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.